Welcome to MotoGP Mac, or as this week's been, as Moto MotoGP Detective, as, as Max really done some good work uh, this last week and on his on his uh, on, on the uh, news. It's surprising, uh, it's I'm, I'm a lot of news out there. It's it's all been uh, you know speculation and. and uh, Silly season, that type of thing. But you got a couple of solid pieces out there. One being, one being the uh, the Aston Martin deal for Honda. That's big. People don't understand. It. They don't. They don't get it. Yeah, yeah. The Aston Martin type. But look, before we get into it, I have uh, an admission to make. Okay. I was wrong once. We're yeah. all wrong every once in a while. Yeah, so I got mixed up between the F1 regulate new F1 regulations kicking in and the start of 2026, but obviously building for 2025. So last week I was thinking it was 25 regulations, the end of 25, and the regulations are changing, but it's actually 27. So I just put my hands up and say, well, we're fucking wrong. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so anyway, in, F1, uh, in F1, run it by me again. F1, yeah, the regulations are changing for 2026. Right. And for MotoGP is 27. They're changing. But 27. I, th- I was wondering. I thought it was 27, but I wasn't sure because you know that stuff better yeah. than I do. You keep track. So, yeah. So, and the regulations change. And just for confirm thing, I did put it up on the website, but I think there is 100% synthetic fuel. Uh, yeah. A removal of rear right height is in discussion, and limiting aero is in discussion. So That's ridiculous. They are, that they are the three talking points for twenty twenty seven. Anyway, oh, for twenty twenty seven, for twenty twenty seven, they're the oh, major talking points. That'll be switched anyway. around by twenty twenty seven. You know what I mean? They're just we'll, they're we'll just the yeah. That's the old timers with like, one hand shitting the other because there's there's no way of doing it. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, FIM says, well, we want them to go around the corners faster. We want to save her. Well. I don't know how else you're gonna. I, I I I don't think they want them to go around the corners faster anymore. Well, let's put it this way: it's not that they want them to go around the corners faster. They said we expect them to go around the corners faster. That's the way. That's the route. Yeah, of safety. I, I want. Yeah, I, yes and no. Um, I think I'm, I'm just going right after what they said. Verbatim. Yeah, per- personally myself, and I had this discussion actually this morning with someone in in a, the BMW motard garage. Um. Yes and no, right? They do want them to go around the corner safer, but they're yes. not necessarily faster. And the, if you look at the majority of the European circuits that we go to now, the bikes mm-hmm. are getting too quick for the safety barriers around the circuit. Riders are reaching the barriers, right? Which, it, for me, is a big fucking no-no anyway, right? So we have, huh? They got to be moved. The thing about barriers is like no entity. It's always worked. It's the one thing that's always worked. Everything oh, else yeah. is failed. Yeah. Oh yeah. But look, that's that's the, what I mean is is that, like, if you look at what happened in um, Catalonia, they reprofiled the corner, the famous mm-hmm. corner, at the, towards the end, right? But for a couple of years, you know, it took them time to move those back. So, like, I know for it for a hundred percent. There's a few corners in Circuit Catalonia they can change. If you look at Portimao, is another circuit right up the top where it actually goes down into the, a big steep hill off the back of it, right? So right. you can't push the barriers back any further. <laughs> well, it's, you can, but it's a massive, massive, massive cost. So there's, there, there's stuff there. So I personally think that they're going to be looking at the regulations, not to make the bikes. I think they're going to try and actually make the bikes slower. Like, realistically, if you're attending a track. Oh, that's right? always a disaster, though. That's always been a disaster when they try to make the bike slower. Yeah. Well, look, they'll just put in more regulations, in my view, just to, so that they can't either generate the the downforce, the horsepower. Which is always be. a – that's such a – that's always a screw-up. All it does is make you, – you can't make the thing slower by making the handle worse. It's not, though. It only makes more crashes, you know? Yeah, but, like, let's just take aero, for example, right? You can now go deeper into the corner on the brakes, 
But you go into yeah, but you're going in safer. It's more uh, stable. Huh? You're going into a more stable. Yeah, you're, but to to outbreak someone, you're right? actually pushing yourself way past the limit of what you would normally do. It. Right. Julian, so but you're going I in per- safer. You're going in more yeah. stable. You got more traction. Take that arrow off. You know they're going to crash. That's the push no, Every I think. As this I, I, I think, I think no. I think you're wrong in that. I think if you Remember, take the we arrow had, off, on? Well, well, wait, let, me, wait, let, let, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. If you take the arrow off with the current regulations, yeah, you'll crash. If you take the arrow off and they all of a sudden you don't have rear right height, so you're not coming out of the corner as fast, or you're not accelerating as fast as you could be, you are not at the terminal velocity that you would be in the old regulations by the end of that stroke. And if you don't have if you don't have the rear ride height, you're not going in as stable, and that you're, no, you're the, coming the, out, you could be high sided. Do you know what I mean? Like like old days. Do you know what I mean? Like look, there's the, there there's two and far. Yeah, like, you're kind of gonna, you're more likely to come out high side without the without the without the rear yeah. ride height because it's it's a higher center of gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon, remember Simon went over this with us too. He used to say the same thing, and then he said, "No way." He found that there's no way you can take the arrow off now. But yeah, yeah. Every well, engineer, no, no way. You're you're going down the road of taking arrow off. They're not taking arrow off. They're reducing the amount of arrow. Well, Very even reducing it, one half dozen the other. You know what I mean? You know, no, this guy getting sort. That's like getting sort of pregnant. You know. Well, no, it's, like it's kind. It, it's the it's where Yamaha are right now, right? Ducati, the Europeans all have full arrow. Yamaha don't. Right. So that's, the, I think that's where they're still going to go around the corner. They're still going to handle exactly, not exactly. And, this, and, and Yamaha's saying the crash and the thing doesn't handle. It's a, the handle, the bike's a mess. That, that's because they, that's because they put more horsepower to it. And you know that it's not the fact that of the arrow is causing them to crash or lack of, well, it's not lack of arrow either because they, they don't have the horsepower to push arrow. Jed, so uh, I can tell you from watching this shit for ages, a thousand years. Every time they try to make the bike slower, do this, it's when it's been a disaster, Mac. That's yeah. been doing that for before you even were watching this stuff. I'm telling you, yeah. Look, I, I don't know. Look, I think they're. I'll, I'll go. They're, I'll go with the. I'll go with the arrow. I'll go with the uh, aerodynamics the engineers before I'm going to go with the, somebody guesstimating. No, look, I, I, I understand what their intention is and like their intention actually is to stop the fucking aero race, to stop the multi-million dollar developments that are going on. Like to but develop that's just the game of the game though. If you're, you're yeah, playing yeah, to develop aero, even ask any Formula 1 team, 90% of their development budget is CFD, yeah. wind tunnel and aero development. Yeah, no. but that's it. It's an expensive sport. What do you want? You know, you can't. Oh, I know. Yeah, but you, see, you have to. You have to understand, Jake, that MotoGP up to five years ago, realistically, was about the engine and the tires and the chassis. Nothing. Yeah, else. yeah. And now all of this is coming in. Dorna is afraid. Dorna is very afraid that all of a sudden MotoGP will get too expensive for manufacturers. Too expensive. What would I call it? What? What would I call it? Too expensive marketing campaign for manufacturers. To justify, to justify the cost. But um, uh, well, yeah. the, I'll tell you what. The the uh, the, the myth that's going around. It's, it's well, it's not a myth. I told you the. Um, if you look at Ducati, if you look, all the European sport bike sales are are doing record sales. It's the Japanese that are going down the tubes. Because nobody wants yeah, to buy a Japanese sport bike. Yeah, but look, that, that that just go that just goes back to the old-fashioned saying of what wins on Sunday sells on Monday. So that, that well, that they don't win any. That I know what's what a big thing is realistically. They've been doing it a long time. People buy bikes off of those uh, off of uh, comparisons. You know, the super bike comparisons, the shootouts, the, like the magazines. Remember, you were a kid. Everybody said yeah. what what bike was the best in the magazines, the top ten, blah blah blah. Yeah. They've been people would buy them off of that forever, and the Europeans haven't won one in 15 years, not a single one yeah. in 15 years straight. So, per- personally, myself, look, I've never decided to buy a bike based off of magazines. Articles. A lot of people so do, though. A lot of never. people do, most of them do. 
Yeah, I would. Well, and look, that kind of for me, like maybe it's just because I'm like, okay, well, that fella knows what he's doing, or that fella has a certain writing style, or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, as I was just telling you this morning, I was looking at a BMW S one thousand or or, yeah, and you know, look, they're they're absolutely stunning bike, stunning, stunning bike, um. You know, but I can end and just like, do I fucking need that? Do you know what I mean? That's what was running through my head. Do I know, do I know it handles well? I do. Do, do I know it'll take me time to adapt to it? A hundred percent. Would I just pay out the nearly 30 grand for it? It's just like, I live in Ireland. I live in a shitty back roads fucking town. Do you know what I mean? Where will I realistically use 200 and odd brake horsepower? I, I won't. Do you know what I mean? And probably then the shame of it of all would be that I would be probably faster down the road in my BSV spec Yamaha R6. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I you would. would. I, I've, I've eaten R1s on the R6. Yeah, but they're they're really good now. But they, 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 no, they... Yeah, no, no, no. This is this 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 is this is a 2020 R1. No, I know. But I know. you have to understand the windy roads of Ireland, they're not for a heavy bike. Not for a heavy bike. And your man, you could see your man when, when, when we were going through the corners, your man was just pushing the front all the way through it. And I was in nice and it was the first time I actually felt small and nimble in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so look, I, I, I don't know. I think the regulation changes. Yeah. It's all up in the air at the moment. Like last minute at uh, lastminute.com, they could decide not to, to do anything. I think new regulations are going to come in to try and and they do with Formula One. And I think it's probably been one of the best situations that they turned around and they said to Formula One, I think the, the, the budget cap now is like 130 million. Yeah, but that's Probably. like you can't do out Formula One because it's like apples and oranges. They have so much money and spend so much, it's insane. Exactly. But like when you look at it, right? So if you look at the team, just say the teams towards the back of the grid, let's just take Williams, right? They use they use a Mercedes engine, Mercedes gearbox, right? Right. So uh, and hybrid system and whatever. So all they're responsible for building. It's the chassis and the aero. Right. That's all they're responsible for, for building. You know, like their brake discs, ducts and all, well, sorry, brake discs and stuff, they're all standardized equipment, right? But they would have, like, their so their engine deal would be X amount, and then they would have majority of their running costs are staff and, and, and development, right? And I think that's the way MotoGP is going to go. There's going to be a budget. There's going to be a leveling of, of, of re-leveling of everything with a regulation change, which is normally what they do. And then they bring in a budget. And then they will say, you can only spend X. And that, in my view, to the other manufacturers out there, like BMW, all of these, will start bringing these people in because they're going to say, okay, Honda can spend 90 million, develop an amazing bike and no one will be able to catch it Do you know whereas ducati let's just say there's a regulation change and ducati are starting from a blank sheet of paper again it might take them 10 years to get it right Do you know what i mean so i personally i think if they're going to change a the regulation they're just going to need because i want being honest i want all the manufacturers in there i would love to see bmw um show and suzuki back Draws being Kawasaki back and look at all the different colors. Oh, well, the Suzuki and Kawasaki, they were never into it from day one. Yeah, yeah, but look, it was was a promotional, it was a marketing thing, and then they felt obliged because the other Japanese brands were in there and Billy Big Balls was was there. Do you know what I mean? And then it just got not worth the. it's not worth the the money. Oh, that, no, no. In their case, it was. I'll tell you what. In their case, it was other factors. Don't forget, they had already went bankrupt ten years ago. They were already mm-hmm. going bankrupt anyway. Anyway, you look at it, they were bankrupt again because their sales were nothing. 
Okay. They don't even yeah. sell a GSXR anymore, right? They do here. They do here. You can buy those. So. Uh -huh. You can still buy GSXR six six hundreds and thousands. Is the six hundred you still saying that? Well, the, the okay. Yeah, well, most here they don't. I thought they thought. I thought my, if I read Europe didn't have it. The uh, no, you can still buy one. There's no, there's no GSXR one thousand. There is, yeah. Yeah, it's a big massive fart can on the back of it, about fucking two miles long. Fucking, that thing. you have to show me that one because I've seen it a hundred. I must have seen it 10, 15 times where it said they're done. I don't know, but they're still they're still available in Ireland. Still available uh, now. They're not racing in BSB. I think there's a there's. You know what a, I'm saying is they're not. There's no. Do you go to a dealership? There is no GSXR 1000 in 2024. There's no. They don't make them. You can buy a brand new one here. Yeah, 100%. All right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll bet you beer on that one. Okay? I can't fathom that. I can't believe they'd be so wrong. Yeah. Uh, no, no. You can still you can still buy you can still buy them here. Just looking at the websites here. 100%. You're buy shit. a brand new. Yeah. Brand new. Spanky new one. In, huh. in Ireland, anyway. Anyway. Now, Ireland will be very different to... <laughs> to to um, to the states, there wouldn't be too many dealers, especially on my side of the country, would have well, five bikes or five brand new GSXRs in stock. You'd walk into the showroom, you'd order it, and you get it. Do you know what I mean? Might be two or three weeks, but you'd get it. Um, whereas you would see in the Honda dealership, yeah, there'd be a couple of new Hondas. There, at the BMW, there'd be a couple of new new ones, but. Um, and Yamaha then is the other side of the country. If you wanted to get a Yamaha, you'd have to go to, to Dublin. Um, one person reached out, uh, and I did get back, but I must get back to them as well about coming on the show. So we'll try and get you on the show, CB, for next week. Um, CB is an Atlanta, Georgia man, uh, ah. Jake. So he's your side of the pond. Uh, cool. And he, he rides a Yamaha. I haven't got back... I did initially get back to him, but I haven't fully got back to him on his second email. And my apologies. It's not that I forgot you, but I'm just flat out. But we'll try and get you on for next week. He's a pretty nice looking um, R1S 2017, and he's a Yamaha FZ07. So nice. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's a lovely little garage there uh, that, that he has. So. Yeah, look, it's um, so we'll definitely get him on the show next week. I'll just try and touch base with him as well. Um, it's just so people know, right? Normally, what I do is I have a chat with you offline, so we'll probably catch up on camera beforehand just to make sure that you're not a uh, weird. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, what do you think about Watanabe's update during the week? I don't know. Uh, it, 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 he's leaving. You're talking about Marquez leaving? Marquez is leaving. If you look at okay, if everybody if everybody thinks he's staying, there's what 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 incentive does Mark Marquez have to stay? So when I when I originally looked at this, I thought, was this Honda doing the poor gob? Is what we call it in Ireland, or the baby face of like, oh, or little cute puppy face of like, oh please stay, Mark. Um when it came out with Pooch, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, we can't force him to stay. But personally, myself, I genuinely think that there was there was fairly severe words in um, Mugello. And if you remember when he crashed in Mugello, do you remember his reaction to that? It was like, for fuck's sake, shouting at the bike. So I yeah. reckon he went into that race in a pretty bad mood anyway. And then this happened. And I think that's probably the deciding point where he's like, you need to show me fucking something or 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 what. So. I think, you know, there's still not a lot that Honda can can do this year, right? Like, this year is completely, it's completely written off, right? No, it was completely yeah. written off when Mark, when Mark broke his thumb in Portugal. Do you know what I mean? Right. For me, you know, he missed a good a couple of races. Um, and while, while there is plenty of scope to come back, I just think, again, it was just like he lost the run of the Honda again. Um and lost his confidence with it, and now they're they're in a stage. I suppose they're Honda are not showing him anything. 
um, everything that they've tried has failed. You know what I mean? And like, I don't want to be too harsh on Calyx here either, right? Because this is their first proper crack off a MotoGP thing. They right. originally went off of what I would assume is that they went off data measurements and specs that Honda gave them. And then it would be tune it out from there. So, like for me, like from when the first one hit the hit the ground, it's a it's a twelve month project then to tweak that into a chassis that's conforms. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um. So look, I personally think I do think he's on the way out. I think he's had severe words with um Watanabe, and just in the way that. The Honda are reacting, kind of saying, "Look, if we don't, if he doesn't want to ride for us, we won't force him." I that think that, I, I think that's from having. They, I think that's they already had a. Uh, the, the Marquez already had an out clause because back, like he's saying, back two thousand nineteen, he was not happy then. He was very unhappy then. Yeah, but, but I think this, before he got hurt, he was very unhappy. Yeah, but I, I just think that money to um to, to have a replay of Honda's podcast after he won the title. Did you ever hear that? The one who's half a he got half a bag on. No. He was a little loopy. He had a few beers after the thing. And he's going, oh, the handle's hard. This thing is crappy handler. You know, in his broken English, and he's talking and he's talking to the crew chief. You know, I just tell him to give me power because the thing can't go around a bend. The, the, the big spark off to uh, uh, when 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 the HRC said anybody could win on, on the bike. No, right, okay. Well, look, yeah, look, I just think, I just think personally, I think, I think it is that the that the exit clause has been spoken about. Yeah, I don't know whether it has been fully activated, right? But then Honda are kind of gone into PR mode. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Oh, look, if he doesn't want to stay with us, we're not going to. Right, exactly. Rather than that, he's leaving because he doesn't believe in the project. Like a damage um, control. Yeah, a small bit of damage control. You know. Yeah, like I think they were hoping with the tie-in between the four-wheel categories, which I actually believe is is actually the is actually the F one team to be to be very honest. It's not it's not the Japanese four-wheel department. I think that they're looking like I would I would presume that Aston Martin and Seb have started working on Honda has started working on on their twenty twenty six car. So the regulations obviously will change in 2026. So we're in 2023 now. So their regulations change. I would believe because of the tie-up of that, that they're... Now, Aston Martin don't have their own wind tunnel yet. They're almost finished building it. They currently use Mercedes F1 um, facility because they have a deep link with, um, with Mercedes again, Aston Martin use Mercedes engines, gearbox, right. hybrid systems, and all of this. But I, what I genuinely think is going to happen, though, being honest, is that Aston Martin would have a major um, CFD department. So yeah, they just put that brand new building up. It's the biggest uh, R and D yeah. building in the world. Remember, I said yeah, I, come up. I said that would have been a great thing to offer Honda. Everybody laughed. Yeah, they were, what do you mean he's not allowed to do that. I said, yeah, well. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, but Honda. Now you have to remember in F one, it's not Honda, okay? It's HRC. Oh, so I I genuinely think when they took took on, and this is something that happened to HRC, when they took on, I think it was twenty twelve, was it? Twenty twelve, they moved all their engineers into that HRC F one project, the hybrid problem. And then maybe with MotoGP was not, was not a thing. They had Marquez winning. It was not a priority anymore. Now they're winning the World Championship with Max Verstappen in Red Bull. Um, and the MotoGP team is in this shit tank. Um, so I think the priority now is going back to, to, the, to that, right? And it's Honda and HRC are suffering. And this is why I found it very interesting to see that the second in command of Honda also got involved in this conversation with HRC. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's, pressure, there's savage pressure on. I personally think, and I know this might not be a popular opinion, they need to get rid of Mark Marquez. And they no, I do too. Focus, 
on building a bike. Building a bike. a bike that, that can be somewhat competitive. Well, I mean, somewhat. You're not as loaded as you think. I've, I've read out there, and a lot of the insiders say the same thing. You know, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. When was the last time they had, uh, Honda had a bike that everybody could ride? 2001. When did they have no rider? 2001. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no, no. Look, like, 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 for me, and like I documented this from the results, and it was like the end of twenty, was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? You could see the performance of number two rider go Good. way down in Honda, right? Right. And that for me, that for me was the trigger point of where we are now, right? Because they knew four years ago there's a problem. Yeah, and so they lost the, their and second they, alien. I mean, Honda had uh, two aliens until two thousand eighteen. They had uh, they had Pedrosa. I mean, what kind? Of, that's a rare sight to begin with. Yeah, but well, no. To be fair, right? Like they brought Jorge Lorenzo in, who was a fucking alien, right? But he couldn't ride the bike. Uh, well, he could. Hey, yeah, I think he was he done. I think his head was gone. Yeah, yeah, but look, he he was still a top five rider, even with his head gone. He was still that good that he was a top five, top ten rider. He couldn't get fucking anywhere near it. No, I know. This, it. They, that was a. It was the Honda Goldwing. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, a cup holder. But look, I, I just find it very interesting though that the whole situation. Uh, we got a couple of comments then as well about last week we were slating Mark and this week we were kissing his arse. Firstly, I would never kiss Mark Marquez's arse, right? No, no. <laughs> right. Secondly, I say what I think, right, and I will not apologize for saying what I think. Is Mark a fucking saucy bastard on the track? Absolutely. Is he a nicest person that I like? Not particularly. Is he a really, really good fucking writer? Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. Right. And if he acts the bollocks or the asshole, 100% I'll call him out on it. Or if I think what he's done is a bastard or a piece of shit of a move, I will say it. Yeah. If I think he's done something well, I'll also say that. And if I think he's a good writer, I will also say that. And it's called being unbiased and genuine yes. and if people have a problem with it fuck off right because it really irks me when people say you know oh you're being whatever you know what I mean I'm not I'm talking about completely different situations and yeah. if you don't understand it yeah. anyway rent yeah. over we've been the straightest we, you and I have been the straightest uh, website Christ across the board since we started be it manufacturer or riders we just call yeah, look, it, 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 it's, it's popular it's just, or not. It makes no difference. Yeah, look, I know that's the whole point of the film or, or, of this site and podcast and whatever. And like the chats that we have are not meant to be PR or right. you know I mean? it, this is designed that is people talking down the pub. That's the way it is. Go to our friends. Anyone that watches soccer at, in a bar has always seen people shouting at the fucking ref, calling him a prick or whatever it is, or the player or whatever it is. Same same deal. But anyway, Alex Rins, mm. I really want him to go to Yamaha. I really, yeah. really... I think you're 100% really, on that. I think that's yeah. spot on. No, Prima turned around and said that... Um, Prima turned around and said that... Um, Tony Arbolino was also in for that ride, and the door has been firmly closed, um, is what he said. So he believes it's Rins. I genuinely believe it's Rins too. I think Rins is like, and it's not for the fact of that he hates the Honda bike. And I don't, I don't, I think there's a problem with the Honda bike that he doesn't <laughs> like, but I think Rins still remembers that Honda slapped him. For ask for him asking Honda to use him, and yeah, I think that's pissed him off big time. Yeah, um, and you know, going to Yamaha, like it is a bit worrying because Yamaha are so far behind. Um, yeah, but saying that, and I firmly believe this, and I firmly believe this with Honda is a, the only way is now up. So much attention, both publicly and in a corporate world, has been put on their 
the viewpoint of their performance is this year that they're literally going to turn around and be like, we have to fucking answer this. We have to invest in it. We have to put the funding behind it. We have to get the right people in the right places mm-hmm. to do this. So for me, I'm like, maybe going to Yamaha this year is not a bad deal or staying with Honda is not a bad thing either because there is nowhere left to turn. There's no, there's no hiding anymore that Marquez, Marquez or Fabio can override the bike and win a championship. There is that 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 dream yes. has gone down gone down the river, right? And that's because sending the, the Japanese through the roof. They don't know what to do because they're 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 playing it corporate. They don't know what that's that's what they've always done. You so, know? Yeah, and like they've always relied on them riders to get their ass out of a sling, and now they don't know what to do. Yeah, the Europeans and, and always had to rely on make. We have to make a better bike than everybody else. We don't have the, the riders are knocking at our door. Where the Japanese, they know, hey, we're, we're we have that big paycheck, and everybody wants that wants that paycheck, right? And yeah, we'll just buy the best riders, and we'll you know we'll get that Mark Marquez to get our ass out of the sling. We'll get that Fabio to get our ass out of the sling. But like, that's that's fine. Like that's fine, and like. The way I always look at about bike racing, right, is that a rider can make up three tenths. Yep. So if your bike is within three tenths of of the fastest guy on the on the thing, that's when you need your alien. Like Aprilia yeah. need their fucking alien right now. That's that's all yep. they need, right? That's all they need. Yep. Maverick, Elish, they're good, but they're just not on that level. Yes. And that's all they're short. Right, and funnily enough, as you would mention, there's two aliens who are on manufacturers that, that are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and you as know? much as I want to, it wouldn't wouldn't Fabio work well, so well on the Aprilia? Come on, I think he would, and I think I think he would, I think he would work very well under uh, Massimo Rivola as well. I I genuinely believe that that. Massimo would give him that support to push him past it. Like, look how loyal they have been to to Maverick. Yeah, overly loyal. Yeah. me. And like, if things aren't working, it's a good environment to, to be in. It's not the old Aprilia Grassini environment. If you look at what happened to Sam Lowe's, if you look at what happened to Bradley Smith, you know there was a lot of coffins in that fucking. Team, right. right? You know, due to performance, but it wasn't the performance of the rider, it was the performance of the bike. So for me, when I look at it, you know, I think it's been or it's going to be vital for Aprilia to get an alien, but it's even more vital for Yamaha and Honda maybe to understand what's going on. And you haven't seen this video yet because it comes out tomorrow, Sunday. Um, but there was an interview with Massimo, or, uh, Massimo Marigali, who is the head of technical head of, of Yamaha for at the track site. And he um they were just talking about the season and literally he just said, Look, there's a couple of things, mistakes that we made. He's like, one, he's like, we know fucking nothing. Well, I'm paraphrasing now, but one, we know very little or fucking nothing about aerodynamics. To know he's like Joe, we're suffering from our delay of of understanding these. Yeah. Secondly, he said they've gone the wrong direction completely in what they thought they were doing in the winter. So they they added more downforce. They added top speed and and a power output from the the engine, which they did. To be fair, they did. Yeah. If you look at they're running last year's aero and they're faster down the straight. So, in my view, engine box ticked, right? Right. But but what that has done is that they didn't tweak the chassis in line with the aero. That's surprising because Yamaha has always been so good with the chassis throughout their history. And what Massimo then said, it was that, and he was like, the bike just doesn't turn anymore. So the lads or the riders... They now have to ride over the edge of the bike to make that bike turn. And the problem with that is, you know, they're they're now for this season counting on other people falling down 
and hoping that their riders are still on the bikes and not crashing from overriding the bike to actually <coughs> pick up the points. And I think I think and this is what I like about that's kind of back answer, so isn't it? But I am uh, no, I am a Yamaha fan. But this is one of the things that I like. For me, that was a very honest, factual yeah. conversation that he said. We went the wrong way. We put on more horsepower. We put on more aero. We don't have the horsepower to drive high aero. We have too much horsepower now, so we can't turn the fucking bike. Do you know what I mean? And right. we we understand way too little about the aerodynamics, and we need to figure that out. And I just like. Okay, do you know what I mean? Then you're kind of going saying, listen, look, they know what the problems are. Yeah. Ask that same reason that I wrote a post, I said, I'd like to see Fabio stay with Yamaha, okay, so they wouldn't bottom out, because Yamaha, unlike Honda, has more class. They do. They, they don't like tow. The- they, they, they're, they're more straightforward. Honey, I, I don't know. About, I don't know about you know, that now because you're Mr. totally remember Mr. Totally Rossi towing, huh? Remember but, Mr. Rossi towing, <laughs> run that Rossi, by me. Uh, Valentino Rossi used to t- towards the end of it now. R- Rossi used to tow Ben Yaya all the time, all the time. So, oh, I'm, not about eight, I'm not talking about eight. Tell talking about somebody who goes out there specifically to tow. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's as bad as nobody's as bad as Marquez. Christ, he'll tow in the middle of, you know, in the middle of a train wreck. Look, there. Look, there's always two ways of looking at that. Some, some are saying, look, that's his on or his ultra competitive nature. Some are like saying, yeah, Honda fanboys say that's his Honda. That's his. That's his competitive nature. Who you kidding? Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I don't dislike Honda because. Because of what Marquez does, do you know what I, mean? I, just, I like, do Marquez because they're, they're the one allowing it. I mean, why doesn't them. why doesn't Yamaha say, "Hey, yeah, you could use a tow," you know, Fabio. Fabio could use a tow. He he needs that extra horsepower. He needs that extra time. Why isn't he yeah. doing it? Because he yeah. has more respect for the riders. Maybe, or maybe he realizes that he can't fucking stay with them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just so think you're mean, too tough on you're being tough on your, on Yamaha because you're a fan. Uh, of course, I'm being tough on them. They're not. They're fucking. Blah. Look at them. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, look. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't just like Honda because of what Marquez does or or doesn't do. I do dislike Honda corporates. So everybody hates way, Honda corporates. Yeah. The for the way they they spin things. And you know, look for me, it goes a long way. Uh, as if any engineer or, or senior man comes out and says, "This is what's wrong with the bike. This is why we're not performing," and you can kind of say, "I can actually see that." Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. And then you're like, "Okay, that's fine." Uh, now saying that, if it's the chassis, no, I still think, I still think they're in trouble with the engine, right? Because we know, like, to find the horsepower to push high arrow, is it going to be is going to be a mammoth task ahead of Marmoni and the Irish fella uh, Tommaso Kane um, to do. Whether yeah, they can yeah. find it, I don't it's know. A, it's right? a, the the but, inline four is a dead end. It's that's pretty much a, a done yeah, deal. Look, I yeah, I I, I still just don't know. Gigi Delinia says that they can still get the heart, heart power out of it somehow. No, that could be Gigi playing yeah, politics. Nice. <laughs> or it could be thing. I will always go back to the fact with any new team that has joined MotoGP has gone with a V. So yeah. it, and also Gigi Delinia, they asked him if if the if being in, staying with an inline four was a good idea. He said if I liked inline fours, I'd have had one. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's so. what, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have, yeah, yeah. But look, I think I think they're spot on then, though, right? That they have to understand, like, realistically, if you were breaking, if you were breaking Yamaha's project down, right? You're like, okay, do we have the horsepower to push high arrow? No. Do you know what I mean? Do we have less arrow options that's still going to maximize thing. So they're realistically now they're going into this arrow race now, in my view, if they don't change that in line four, they're going to have to find smart solutions 
yeah. to the air areas, right? We know they can't push high downforce. That's the reason they're not pushing down high, high downforce this year. So what will be their upgrade for Aero this year will be very interesting when it comes. I would think it would be coming after the summer break or Mizano. I would think Mizano probably to get a baseline for next season, um, personally. Um, and then they need to work on the chassis. Of, like, okay... For example, I just I just I just put a figure. Say they're putting out three hundred horsepower now, and they realize and they do the calculation. Okay, to push this type of aero to get the same speed, we need three hundred and thirty brake horsepower. So we need the thirty horsepower increase to push that aero. Then what is the the CFD or what is the within the CFD of the aero? What effects does that have on the chassis? So there there it's a whole combined project where. We've been saying this for years, for a good while now is that yeah. the mentality of the of the Japanese is to build the bike and then add the aero. Yeah. But what we just broke down there is kind of more so okay, they all actually are now in sync. So the engine to push the aero, the effect on the chassis. Do you know what I mean? Not even going into tires and suspension or anything like that. That for me is, is is critical for Yamaha now to understand. Honda also need to understand this, but in it in a slightly slightly different way. They first of all, they need to understand the structure, in my view, of what's going on with the team because you know Japan and and, and European teams they're not talking as in their Honda Europe and Honda Japan and Yamaha Europe and Yamaha Japan yeah. are not talking. So I think they need to understand that first. Need to put in a process there. I, I, I don't year. know. I, I, I think they're overriding on that. I think they, they, they have to. I think the communications. Yeah, it's all, but I don't think it's it's been going on so long. I'm, I'm sure they have that straightened out, or or on no. the way to having that straightened out. You would think well, after all, it's not like it's not but like. I think, I, I think this season. I think this season is highlighted as huh? big time. I think this uh, season has highlighted it big time that there's a disconnect because genuinely I think that's why that number two fella got involved. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I think that there is there is some disconnect between what was happening at the track and what's happening in um, mm. um, in uh, in Europe. Now, Crutchlow is going to be making um, a wild card appearance at Magill or, or Motegi, sorry. Um, so it'll be interesting to see will he do another one this year, which, again, that's something that I find very funny with Yamaha. They have two bikes. They're allowed a certain amount of wild card riders, but we've never seen one yet. Do you know what I mean? We're, I know one is planned for, for Motegi, but there's no other plan that I know of yet that uh, Yamaha are going to bring in. Really? Run another round. Yeah. Which is, for I me, is weird. It's amazing you know I mean? at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I, I found it very interesting this week that the, the Yamaha VR46 thing raised its ugly head again. Um. Like, there's no smoke without fire. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and the whole Baseki thing really, really is the trigger. If, oh, yes, yes. So I personally, I think Ducati want Baseki, but they want him on a Ducati contract. Currently, yeah. Baseki is on a VR46 contract. Uzio's mentality is like, well, we are a good team. You know, just bring the factory support to us. Now, this is not the first time that they've had factory support in VR46. Remember Marini when they're in their first year? He was, or last year, he was riding a GP22 factory um, with factory support. And was it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah, and Seki was on a 21, so... Um, so yeah, so look for me when I was looking looking at it, Joe and Uzio's way of looking at it, it was like, well, just bring the factory support here. You don't have to give it to to Joe Pramac. But I think Pramac is the natural feeder into the factory team. 
so I know uh, Bastanini went from Grassini in last year, but they already had a full stable. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I just find it very. I just find it very interesting. I personally think that Ducati won Bisecchi on a Ducati contract now at VR forty six, and that is causing the, the problem now. If Baseki goes there, that means Zarko's out. Where does Zarko go? I think Zarko goes to a test rider, personally. Yep. Yeah. Or he goes to uh, Mark VDS uh, World Superbikes, who recently notched. I don't know. Did you hear about that? Um, yep. So Mark VDS with Sam Lowe's is actually going to World Superbike. Uh, with, I'm not sure. Is it one bike or two? Oh, that's right. That's with, right. I heard that the, the news came out like two days ago. Yeah, so okay. Okay. Whether about. whether he goes to it now, but his manager rubbish or Zarko's manager rubbish that he would be going to World Superbikes in place at the time of Top Rack. But you know, for me, um, I think it's I think it's just a really weird whole weird situation of of, of what's going on there, and I also think that this could be used as how would I say. This could be used as um, leverage to get the Ducati bike deal across the line. Because if, for example, if Baseki does not go and Yamaha tend to sort out their shit next year, mm-hmm. you know, Baseki on a Yamaha probably is not a bad idea. Do you know what I mean? Um, but that there's a lot of ifs and buts. Yeah, Bezeki on a Yamaha, that ain't gonna happen. Ducati's not gonna let him loose if they don't. But see, they, they have no choice at the moment because he's on a VR forty six contract. Yeah, I was gonna say, but God, I can't believe they would do that. And, but that's that's why I'm saying that Ducati would want to believe they believe that. that. You know, I can't believe they'd let that loose end dangle like that. Doesn't make sense. How do you mean? It, that they, they, they would they would they would leave that uh, to a VR forty six where they couldn't get him out of it. Well, you see, he he has a he. Well, sorry, they have an option on Marco uh, VR forty six for next year, right? right? Which basically Uzio was saying, oh, we we'll exercise now, right? And I think that's where the stumbling block with Ducati is: is that Ducati want him on one of their contracts so mm-hmm. that they can have thing, but Uzio in my view is more thinking okay long-term future okay if you give if if, if we give you Baseki on a Ducati contract um you know what's in it for us you know we're not going to let Baseki go to a rival team right who is who is not who is not a factory team i should say do you know what i mean like they have no problem releasing Baseki to the factory team they have a problem releasing Baseki to another satellite team. So they're like, okay, just give us the equipment. Um now for me, I also think that there 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 it's kind of a negotiation point for what happens after 2024, whether they're gonna say so like for instance, if Baseki was to stay with them in 2025, right? So sorry, they were to give right. Baseki and VR46 works equipment for 2025, 2024, right? And then, so what would happen for 2025? So if imagine if you were if you were if you were Ducati, right? And you know you're there's another team there deciding whether they're going to stick with Ducati or they're going to stick <laughs> with Yamaha for 2025. But their engineers in that team already have access to your say, which is now GP24. Right. And then they fuck off to Yamaha the next year. All your data, all the knowledge that those engineers have got from that Ducati, over there. Hmm. How valuable is that to Yamaha? Yeah. How valuable is that to Yamaha? Right, that's that's a, a that's a lot of the, yeah. 
So that's so so for me, that's where the whole stumbling block is right now with Baseki is that if they give Baseki a works contract free whatever, right? And v, and VR forty six are putting their foot down and saying, right, if if he's not in the factory team, then we want works equipment to run him. And they fuck off to Yamaha in twenty twenty four while they will have the engineering understanding of the GP24 in the VR46 team. And that will go... So if you're a Yamaha, you're like, listen, I'll give you fucking free bikes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Guys, that would be a real stumbling block. That would be a real screw-up on Ducati's part. I actually just can't fathom they would do that, you know, so for me, this is why they're trying to pull him out of that and bring him into Pramac, where it's a safe zone. Yeah, it all costs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm so, saying? So when, when just say, for instance, right, uh, then when, if if Brasecki goes into, into, into that, into Pramac, so we're, it's 24. So for 25... They would have the engineering understanding of the GP23, which is this year's one. But the current Ducati would be a GP25. Do you know what I mean? So it would be two years out of sync, which would be kind of comfortable with. Do you know what I mean? So You're telling me that they would actually have, Yamaha would actually have the blueprints and everything for the Ducati. They wouldn't have the blueprints, but they'd have the engineering understanding that the team, your man's yeah. team, would have that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So, right. So, firstly, they would have, say, Marini or Bersecchi mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Who understands how, how it feels, right? Yes. What and works, what doesn't. Yeah. What works, what doesn't. And then they would have either Marini or Bersecchi's closest mechanics. So, one, two, three mechanics and the tire engineer, electronics engineer. And a big, mean? that electronic so big one there when they transfer that over. Right. They will be supported having by, the, their, by the, having their, their knowledge of the, the yeah. engineer's knowledge. So if you look at it now, look at Jack Miller going over to KTM. Yeah. So they hired a writer from, from Ducati, right? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's able to give his input. So they brought in engineers or whatever. So you're bringing in some of the team around. So they would be able to not give blueprints because that would be uh, – they would give – obviously they couldn't give any drawings or anything like that, right? But what they can do is what's in their head is free, right? So they would say this, that, the other, the Ducati does this, so – Let's just talk about ride height. When before you're going in, you, you can feel this in the settings or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. And they would have apps, access and be privy to all of that information that they could just bring over. And that's exactly what's happening in KTM as well. All that, like the longer Jack stays there, the less important he's going to get. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. so, and I think. I think that's why Yamaha are kind of in pole position. And I think this is why the stumbling block to get Biseki onto a Ducati contract is causing such an issue with VR46. Because VR46 are kind of like going, we know, we know what you're trying to do. We understand what you're trying to do. You know, we want the best equipment for our team. So basically what they're kind of trying to then say is that if you give us factory equipment for 2024, you're realistically going to be pushed to give us factory equipment for 2025. Now, the question is, would you be happy paying 20 million in 2025 for a front running bike? Or would you be happy paying nothing and knowing you have two or three years work to do with with a with a factory? That's the other side of the coin. Yeah. I have right. a question, by the way, totally <laughs> off. But one of our members, two of our members were, were having a discussion, a little bit of an argument. And they were saying Marquez, what said Marquez could go on to a KTM, mm-hmm. a satellite KTM, or if the like the Husqvarna, or maybe even a um, an MV, because you know MV's been bought up by KTM. Yeah. Um, is that true? I thought that they could work it out. 
Okay, so the official line from Dorna is no. I know that. Not happening. It has Not to be a, another manufacturer. It has to be a manufacturer. Saying that, saying that though, to be, to be fair, right? If another manufacturer is anywhere near deciding coming into the sport, I personally believe it's a two or three year project just to get ready. Yeah. Just um, thinking the same thing. Is that on the horizon? I don't think so. The other no. thing around that though, and this is where the where the problem comes in, I believe that the grid is homologated for 24, 25 riders. And that 24, I think. Yeah. 20, 24. No, I, I'm not sure because you can technically every team can run a wildcard rider in a race and it could all be at the same race so I think they can with exception don't push it out but I think majority of the grid is up to 24 riders or 24 current riders so what happens then is that if they bring in that satellite team they go to the maximum so then they have no room to bring in another manufacturer but for me you know I think they could give them a license and say listen if you want to run a third team, you can. However, should a factory team sign, you're gone. Yeah. Because realistically, if you look at it, if you look at it for for the likes of um, KTM, right, it's not actually a lot of cost. Do you know what I mean? It's um, like they're not redeveloping a bike. They're not doing, no. they're not even changing the fucking cylinders on the bike. No, to this the, is the it, it's yeah. stickers, do you know what I mean? And, and running another thing. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still expensive. It's 50, yeah. 30, 30,000 or 30 million euros, maybe 20 million euros, just say, to do the whole championship. But like these guys or these teams would have, or these companies would have a multi million dollar, um, how I call it, is marketing purses that they could use. Is it possible that it could happen? Of course, anything is possible, right? Dorna are very favorable towards Spanish riders. They're a Spanish company. Of course, they would. If there's a, a chance next year that Mark Marquez might even just turn around and say, the Honda is so fucking bad, I would prefer to sit in the couch <laughs> than ride it. <laughs> the chance are thought for Dorna of Marquez being off for another season might just push that conversation over the edge. So... The answer officially from Dorna is no. Uh, from experience of Dorna, I would say watch the space that it could technically happen. You have two riders that have massive amount of potential coming onto the grid. They realistically need a team, i.e. Acosta and, and Marquez, possibly. Um, but then the other side of the coin, I would not be surprised to see Marquez in Grassini Ducati. Really? I have a scene. And this is something that I was just the other day, and I was kind of like, I know the door is somewhat open for, for Mark in it. And I know Alex is hoping to retain his seat there. But the Australia Galizia company, who have been supportive of Mark Marquez all his way up, and Alex. I think they could step up and and support Grassini. And the Grassini would have the two Marquez brothers. That's, that's just a feeling. There's, there's, yeah, there's no I, thing about it. But I think that as a PR exercise would be massive. Oh, God, yes. You know, that, that um, you know, KTM's buying out uh, MV. And M the MV, they already at that the uh, KTM headquarters in the United States, they already have uh, MV Super Veloces all throughout the, the building. Mm. It's this, this um, you know, it's styling for the style of the building. So yeah, there's, yeah. they're definitely seriously into buying, you know, building up that brand as a brand. Sport, like, yeah. boutique brand. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think, I think, I think it, it look, and I would it would, never... wouldn't that look good for the coming back in the MotoGP who had that sizzle? You know what I mean? The yeah, I think fizzle thing going for advertising. Yeah, yeah, but look, I think I think I genuinely think though, um, MotoGP 
they're kind of hoping Suzuki or one of those will come back. Um, look, I just don't know. I, I just don't know how long it'll take Suzuki to decide to, to, that they need to come back. You know? I, I so, wouldn't count on Suzuki for a long time. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they not only went bankrupt once, they weren't bankrupt twice, and it's not even looking good. I mean, mm. it's, it's not a good situation. Yeah, yeah. Car division tanking. Uh, the only thing it's it's that it has any profitability whatsoever is their outboard engines. Everything else is through the floor. Yeah, well, look, I guess we we will wait and see what what happens. It's always tricky to predict in in, in MotoGP. Dorna say no, and then they change their mind in in, in fucking the same conversation. So, um, bit kind of like myself to be honest. Um. And yeah, so I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there for this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure, look, we'll uh, catch up again during the week and uh, keep it safe and keep the throttle open. Take it easy, folks. <laughs>